The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. In my business, there is only one place, and that's to be a winner. Wash your hands, wash your butt, man, that's it. Well, I felt like Spongebob for a minute, right? They said, hey, Dad, let's make a TikTok. You know, there's times where you make plays that are special, and there's some times where you're like, that's pretty fucking good. Mercedes Lewis here, a.k.a. Big Dog. When you listen to the Poor Man's Package podcast, go Pack Go. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers podcast, the number one Packers podcast in the state of our minds. I'm Spencer Sismanowitz, joined as always with Kyle Tchaikovsky. Kyle, hello. And hello. Wait, hold on. Yes. Everybody with me now. You hear it coming. What? Is it the real chugga train or is it the chugga chugga oh, chugga is it choo choo is that chugga chugga it can't be chugga not again chugga 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 consistency choo choo all aboard <laughs> what the, the what? MVS Express ah, baby go. oh my god he is here the it is here and Ooh. it is here to stay and it is full steam ahead you know it's like uh it doesn't it take like like a mile or two to like stop a train allegedly isn't that like a real thing it's one of those things i think it's real but i also feel like it's one of those things that they randomly throw out there so that you don't mess you don't around stand with it. in front of it yeah. right but either way we're gonna assume that's real and buddy it is full steam ahead and it there's no signs of slowing down or stopping yeah well that's a good thing well to that point if it does take a mile for it to slow down that means when it does end it's going to be a slow crash and burn <laughs> yeah. so we'll, we'll see that but yes, getting into it. Hey, everyone, the Packers won. They are currently 7-2 and two and still the number one team in the NFC North and, and the number one seed in the NFC. So, yeah, Kyle, absolutely. you can feel a little bit better. You know, last Thank week you. you weren't. Now we actually are. And are we are we good to uh, start talking about that now or is it still a little too early for uh, you? Still way too early. I mean, you know, I like talking about it last week because it was the halfway point of the season for the Packers. Eight games in, we'll probably get back into it once we, I mean, shoot, probably once we get to the Bears game in, you know, two weeks. I mean, and that. that's that's another comforting uh, thought is we still have the Bears twice on the schedule. <laughs> and that team, <laughs> woof. They're, they're, so, they're such a weird kind of bad. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. Yeah, well, it's kind of like, it's actually like the quintessential Bears bad. Like yes. good defense horrendous offense yes and yeah that offense is just hard to watch it's still it's one of those when we're getting already into like the bears but it's like when we play them i feel like it's going like we'll win but it's going to still be like 17 to 10 like something stupid absolutely yeah uh this week's episode i don't know if you guys remember the packers won 20 to 24 against the jacksonville 24 20 yes sorry yeah i wrote it down incorrectly again 24 20 yes we we did win so we'll go over the game, obviously, starting off with the pick six, breaking down the top six plays that shape the game. We'll break down the offense and defense. We'll talk about David Bakhtiari's contract extension mm. and what the future of the Packers yes, looks baby. like with 
yes, the cap baby. going forward and all that. A little complicated, but you know we'll see. It'll be an interesting offseason. We'll have Is Kyle an Idiot, like we do every week, some Packers trivia, and we'll finish it off with the preview for the Colts game. But Big game. Starting off, pick six. Pick six. Pick six. Pick six. All right, pick six uh, for the Jaguars game. We won. Kyle, take it away. Uh, first play that shaped the game. Packers down 3-0 after, uh, after they broke the streak, unfortunately. Yeah, that's right. Did not score on their opening drive for the first time all year. It kind of felt right to have it happen like randomly against, you know. Just kind of a, yeah. So now the pressure's off going yep. forward, and we'll get back on track against Colts. Look, But uh, back to this. First and 10, Rodgers goes deep to chugga, 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 chugga. Chugga, chugga, choo-choo. The MVS Express, baby. 78-yard touchdown. And in true MVS fashion, he he absolutely smoked him off the line, created a yard or two of separation with his speed, but then had to had to double catch the ball a little bit. And uh <laughs> got a nice got a nice lead block from the referee and six points. Yeah, it was an awesome play. It was, you know, that first quarter was the most nothingness of football. You know, a field goal offense didn't do anything. The only first downs we got, I think, were either through penalties. Yeah, or... it was the first play of the second quarter, wasn't it? Yeah, for, it was the first play of the second quarter. And what kind of got the ball rolling, too, is the previous play was Devontae Adams on third and four. Caught a nice little out route. Mm. Very next play, you know, series could have been done if that doesn't happen. Next play, you know, the bomb touched on to yep. MBS. And obviously, I mean, this needs to be said, just a... <sighs> So beautiful throw from number 12. I mean, it leaves his arm and the ball just, it's just so graceful in the air that I just, I watch Mm -hmm. it over and over. Like, you know, on Twitter, how you can, you double tap the left screen and it rewinds five seconds. I would just, I just did that over and over and just, just staring at the football. And it's just like, oh, it's so beautiful. It was one of those weird throws and I can't really remember it happening before. I'm sure it has, but as soon as he... Like whipped it and the ball left his hands. It's almost like like I perked up. Like I knew it was going to be a completion and a touchdown just because like it looked like his arm almost detached from his shoulder. You could hear the little <laughs> of the ball leaving his hands, and I was like, that was violent. That was amazing. Mm. And then you see, and it's you know Rogers and MVS. MVS is having you know obviously an up and down year like he always does. But the thing last year is we missed a lot of balls to MVS, and that one, I mean, it was perfect and yes. it seems to be happening more and more and but was, like i said in in true mvs fashion you had to <laughs> had to double catch it a little yeah, bit but always made the catch that's all that matters yeah but it was nice yeah brought the score to three to seven seven uh, three seven three the next big play with 10 22 left in the second packers are punting from like our own 20 and jk scott kicks it keenan cole catches it and begins to make everyone on the Packers special teams look incredibly, incredibly bad at their job, <laughs> including J.K. Scott. Who, I mean, it, I, I, we had this discussion. Let's let's do let's do well, power rankings of the worst parts of that play. Yeah. Okay. So, so the three bad parts: one, the punt, which you said line drive. You know, line drive. There was you know fifteen no twenty yards 15, of space yep. as soon as he caught it. Next bad part was the lane. Everyone's seen the screenshot of about five or six Packers all bunched within. up in one lane. I mean, yeah, it was it was it was a highway amount of width that Keenan Cole could run through. Yep. And then the final bad part was J.K. Scott's tackle attempt. I would rate, uh, you know, good to bad. You know, last one no, being no, the worst one. Worst, worst to 
to worst to okay. Worst part was the coverage. Second worst part was J.K. Scott trying to tackle. Third worst part was the kick. Oh, wow. That's what I would say. I mean, I it, have, was, it was still distance. I, I, was think, bad, I think the worst part was the punt itself. I mean, it was a line drive. And like you said, Keenan Cole caught the ball with 15, 15 yards of separation between the next guy, which is just like unheard of in the NFL. Like yeah. usually they get maybe three yards, maybe four yards if they are, you know, returning it and then yeah the coverage was just horrendous and then yeah i mean <laughs> what can you really expect uh from your punter well, in the open field <laughs> I, I was i was gonna say beforehand i was kind of I, I didn't want to say looking forward to it but jk scott is a big dude i think he's like six five or something like he's a pretty tall lanky dude so i was kind of curious to see what it would be like if he actually hammered someone but instead and i said it to you when we were watching the replay i mean you could you can see jk scott say fuck like as he's getting juked out of his shoes, and he just looks stupid. It but was I, I think, bad. I think his primary job needs to be weighted heavier than <laughs> you know tackling. No, shut up! No, don't bring logic. <laughs> Your opinion into this. is wrong. Yeah, I'm sure J.K. you know practices tackling every single week. But yeah, after that, the score was ten to seven. Kyle, the third play, uh, eight thirty-five left in the second. Still 10-7, third and six. Big play to keep the ball move or yeah, keep the sticks moving. Um, own twenty two scramble drill by Rogers. He rolls out and MVS man, <sighs> chugga chugga. Yeah, he sits down in the hole, finds the zone, and just sits there. And Rogers finds him again. Great throw on the run, ho hum. Like mm-hmm. we're just we're so spoiled. I'm gonna say it every week. We are so so spoiled with Aaron Rodgers. But again, a nice. Body catch by MVS. He really just <laughs> hugged, hugged the whole. It's not thing. usually a nice thing. And then <laughs> you don't uh, want to do that. Yeah, got upfield too. So it was it was a great, just a great effort from MVS in that first half. Yeah, it. Uh, well, I mean, shoot first and second half, but that play eventually led to the Aaron Rodgers rushing touchdown. But it was the big play that kind of sparked it. You know, being exactly. a third and long and got to midfield. Nice. I think. Yeah, nice to. I don't. I can't even say rely on MVS, but shoot, it's. <laughs> Every week you're like, can we? Nope. Yes, we can. Every- <laughs> Two it- weeks in a row now. Hey, I don't. That's an interesting question. Has he, you know, had two solid weeks like this? I mean, because obviously no. this doesn't count because like, you know, a career high in receiving yards. But I'm talking like, you know, four catches, 70 yards. Like he's, has he even put that together two weeks in a row? I, I doubt it. Honestly, I just doubt it. He, you, he'll like disappear next week or something. We'll hey, hey. hey, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, but moving on. Fourth play, uh, 12 minutes left in the third, 14-17. Packers are up three. Uh, Packers on their own two after a bad punt return. Once again, just we'll get into special teams later, but they were atrocious. Devontae Adams picks up the first down. Then some, you know, we're getting happy, like, oh, shit, mm. Devontae in the mm-hmm. open space. But then he fumbles. Whoop! Jarring play, shocking play. Devontae had a kind of a weird up and down. He was MVS for this game, and that was part of it, that fumble there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, he was. He was. Okay. You, we'll, we'll talk about his, <laughs> quote, I'm air quoting, drops. Okay, okay. Proceed. But either way, fumbles it. Jaguars pick it up. A few plays later, Oren Burks allows a touchdown. Huge swing of the game right there. And on that touchdown, you know what I'm going to say? You know oh, what I'm going to say. Yeah, everyone says it, yeah. <sighs> Three-man rush. But what a, 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 pos- a somewhat positive on that Devontae fumble was a very funny thing where I don't know if you caught it. 
and I, I recommend going back and watching it. When he fumbles, <laughs> Aaron Jones comes screaming in and just like swan dives on the thing and it's just floating in there. <laughs> oh, it's, really? it's a very funny visual. Uh, I didn't see that. I just saw him blocking that. But you just, you love the effort like that and, you know, to get a good chuckle out of it too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, all, all you can ask for from a fumble, I guess, if you want to be entertained one way or the other. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. Moving on. Fifth play that shaped the game. Nine minutes left. First and goal on the six. Long play flake. Long play flake. Play flake. Lake. Mm-hmm. Play fake. Yep. Uh, to Aaron Jones, he did the uh, he did the show show the hand to to really sell the fake yeah. to really get the defense going, and he, he did the little trot too, and it was just like okay, you know, plays over or my job's over at least. Same with Devonta, he kind of just. Mm-hmm. Just sauntered. I think sauntered's the right word to use we'll roll to, with it. to the middle of the field and kind of just jo- and then boom, Rogers corks it back and throws it a really high ball where really only Devontae could have caught it. And it was the right spot. He came down with it and that ended up being the game winning touchdown. Yeah, big play. Uh, nice couple things. There. It was obviously their comparisons a lot, but it was very much a Brett Favre play that I think of. I remember there was when I was like twelve years old watching this one like. I don't even think it was YouTube. It was something on like ESPN and it had like clips, highlights of Brett Favre. And there was one where you see him hand it off and yeah, show the empty hand. And then it's like he pulls a, the football out of his back pocket. And you're like, <laughs> oh shit, he does have it. And it was kind of like that with Rodgers there. But yeah, beautiful play. Just hold him in. And the way Devontae and he sold it, we said it beforehand, like Rodgers must have said in the huddle, like, okay, everyone like sell it as loaf. long as yeah. possible and like ba- yeah it. like basically loaf like the way just just look at the way adams comes off the line it's actually pretty funny he's just like oh this is a run play blah 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 pretty good yeah. and it worked and i mean literally it was the human version of blah 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 <laughs> that's a good yeah. <laughs> yeah blah 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 oh hey touchdown uh so yeah that made the the score 20 to 24 the last big play <laughs> Two series happened actually in that time, quick back and forth. Which, Packers didn't do anything. Jags didn't do anything, but the Jags do get the ball back. Uh, they drive. They drive a little bit, but uh, it was after a terrible, terrible punt again from J.K. Scott. Mm-hmm. But second and ten from our own thirty-six, Rashawn Gary shows up and sacks Lutton. Huge play. After that, it was like okay, sigh of relief. That's off the back. Next play gets sacked again, and then the last play was just you know big funny backyard football, changing direction, not knowing where he is, <laughs> throwing it ten yards downfield, which isn't even close, <laughs> which was only like ended up being about four yards past the line of scrimmage yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for a sideline catch that didn't happen. Great way to end the game, you know. We're, we're like, is the defense going to hold? Is the defense going to hold? And then after a second down, it's like, oh, okay, okay, we can breathe a little bit. Yeah, here. the pass rush really turned up in the fourth quarter, and kind of kind of like last year, really just showed up when needed. The mm-hmm. most, and it was a very, very welcoming sight. It felt like a 2019 game mm. overall. Yes. Never like a huge. That is a great. Like on offense, we never really got into a groove of things. It was the big MVS touchdown, some ticky tack shit here and there. Defense just doing enough, pretty much. Yeah. And actually, pretty good game, especially if you, you know, that seven points from the uh, return wasn't their fault. But yeah, as we said, 24 20, Packers win. We'll get into the offense now. Aaron Rodgers, pretty good quarterback. 24 for 34, 325 yards, two touchdowns, the one pick, and he had the rushing touchdown. Mm. I mean, shoot, where do we want to start? Do we want to start with the good? Do we want to start with the bad? Kyle, what do you Go think? ahead. Go ahead. Start with the bad. Okay, we'll start with the bad. And I'll and refute all of your claims. It was, one, it was one of those things watching the pick where we're, I'm still in the mindset watching him throw. I'm like, 
why didn't MVS like run a flatter route? You know, at first I'm like, mm. it must have been him. And then you see the replay, it's like, oh wow, just kidding. Aaron threw it directly at the game. Very directly at the guy. Very weird play from Aaron. You don't see those very yeah. often, but Yeah, it's big of me to admit, but that was definitely Roger's fault. Wow. Um, that is huge he, of you. He mentioned on the McAfee show today that uh he just he he didn't see the guy in the mm. play, which I mean that's an easy excuse for a quarterback. But and he also mentioned that he said it was one of those balls where as soon as you release it, it's like, oh shit. And yeah. he knew it was it was going the other way. So yeah, that was tough, but really the only the only blemish on on the day. I well, think. it was it it was that, and it's also it's a weird thing how it's shifted last year, and I kind of talked about it earlier with the MVS deep play, where MVS and Rogers couldn't really get on the same page last year. There seemed to be a lot of misses, or Rogers just not throwing the most accurate ball. And for some reason, something with him and Robert taunting at times, where he just overthrows them. It's only been kind of the last couple of weeks, obviously mm. against the Vikings, and then this week. But very early on, they were trying to get Tanya involved, and Rogers just kind of missed it. I think he said either post game or McAfee that he threw it thought it was going to be a good ball and the wind you know moved it like seven yards yeah so. but then caught a caught a nice break on a big third down later in the game with mm-hmm. the defender yeah. just slipping and got him there that, so that was an honorable mention for uh for the pick six mm. and stick along with it too i mean obviously we have to talk about it because that's all you know i've really talked about on the freaking uh twitter account this week is the rushing touchdown i love gold and it was i i, I think you were the first one to like make that connection at least splice it up splice the video up and you know it just be nice for for you to get some credit that's all yeah i mean we got we got enough enough credit i guess it's and as i've said before i'm such a loser i'm such a weirdo like i know all this stupid stuff about the packers and watching it live and i think i talked about a couple weeks ago too with sternberger how he posted like i love gold and i was like I know Hackett calls the red zone the gold zone, and they talked about on McAfee too today, which it was nice to get that um, that closure that I was actually yes. right. For those who may not have, who might not follow us on Twitter, Aaron Rodgers runs it in. After he runs it in, he looks up to the sky, puts his arms out, and yells, "I love gold." It's clear as day on the broadcast too, and you can actually hear him say, "I love gold," like Espe- on the broadcast, especially when you're looking for it. And I kind of been wondering because they mentioned it last year too. And I've even thought about throwing in that clip because even uh, the beat where they asked Rogers about the celebration and they asked Hackett about the celebration and they wouldn't talk about it. But then <laughs> this year with the mics, obviously you can hear it. And Rogers opening up a little bit on the McAfee show. He did reveal that he and if you've noticed, a lot of players have been doing it over the last two years where they put their arms out like that. They're yelling, I love gold because when they get a red zone touchdown, once they get, you know, inside the 20, they call the red zone, the gold zone. I love gold. Hackett, I'm sure. I, I bet it started from Hackett, like, in the actual meeting room, like, doing that in front of everyone for the <laughs> yeah, first time. They, they just were like, loved it. They're like, who is this weirdo? <laughs> why is he, you know, why is he bringing this energy to the room? But Yeah, and it explains a lot, too, of, like, a lot of the touchdowns they score where they're kind of doing doing that hand motion yep. where it's kind of just, like, it looks like they're, like, praising something or, like, you yes. know, looking, looking above or something. And... Now it makes sense what that means. That's mm-hmm. it, it, they're probably saying that they love gold. Yes, and it seems it's probably only in the gold zone touchdowns. Exactly. Yep, I would hope so. Uh, moving on to obviously the next best player on offense, MVS. Uh, we've already talked about him a lot, but his stat line: four catches, 149 yards, one touchdown. He had the 78 yard touchdown. Obviously, I don't know. Great game. It's weird to get a game from MVS where literally. 
he did not have a bad play. You know, yes. even in his good games, there's a drop involved. This this game, nothing. Yeah, a, a blemish-free game from MVS, and I am getting dangerously close to purchasing a ticket Ooh. and aborting the MVS Express once again. Yeah, you did. your it's, bold prediction for the year still getting, is ooh, 1,100 wow, yards for MVS. He's, he's not on pace. I think but he's at like 450, though. Something like that, yeah. Wow. And yeah, I mean, we've harped on a lot, but... He had the four catches, and every one of them was something. It was the big touchdown. He had the big gain uh, before it was right before Rogers threw the pick, which was on the grown too. the grown man run. Oh, I oh that got that got me off the couch and like yeah you know, flexing on his behalf because it wasn't any of the you know usually we get the little um, the misses from him too where if it isn't actually dropping the ball it's not completing the catch if he's getting held on to or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because he's not a physical guy, and it's like he reluctantly put his shoulder into the first dude, bounced off, and then he's like, okay, I'm going to do it again. Picked up four more. Yeah, went out of bounds and still didn't you know, fall over. So you like seeing that from MVS, who isn't the most physical guy for the most part. Uh, moving on, Devontae Adams, kind of a weird game, but once again, this is kind of his floor. Eight catches, 66 yards, one touchdown. I mean, what a floor, though. Yeah, <laughs> well, just- yeah. Absolutely. The game-winning touchdown, nonetheless. Thank God. He a little banged up. He didn't play too much in the third quarter yeah, or early like, in the uh, fourth. But. On one of one of the yeah one of the deep balls that was overthrown, he kind of got like clipped a little bit and just probably just tweaked the ankle. Um, I'll be very curious to see the injury report tomorrow. I imagine he'll probably practice in a limited fashion. Yeah, we'll we'll have to see gauge that going forward. But it was it was nice to see you know him at least come back. If he I didn't come back, it would have been a little scary. Now, don't get me wrong. The fumble was was brutal, and it put the Packers and the defense in a in a tough spot. Um, and you know probably could have got points on that drive. But the two drops. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure that they should be really considered drops because the first one, I think the first one was the one where it was uh, on the sideline and it was, it was a, it was a decent, again, big of me to admit this, a decent, not a good or great throw from Rogers. It could have been a better throw. Okay. And it was, I, I, it was just a great defensive play. Like he's got his hand in there and and whipped it out. Like that's a great play. I don't think that should really be considered a drop. Well, see, I, now this is what I would argue. If that player in in that exact in those two exact circumstances, if that's MVS, I'm I'm like eh, it's fine, it's a drop, but eh, it was a contested play. Devonte Adams, Devonte Adams should be making those catches. That would be my argument. Uh, I yeah, that's I mean that's a fair assessment, but I think that's just so he's just he he's being punished for being so good, exactly. which I guess is a good problem to have. Yeah, there you go. We'll, and then we'll the second one, the second one was. Uh, yeah, that probably was a drop. I don't know how. I don't know. Yeah, actually, it was. It was a yeah, straight up drop. <laughs> I don't know how he really dropped it. He 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 had the ball and he was going to the ground and you know defender didn't really get his hands in. I think he just maybe took took too hard of a blow to the ground and yeah. just like was disoriented. But no bueno. And and that was it for the wide receivers. Once again, it's been kind of like that since Mr. Alan Lazard has been out, but he will he, be returning next week. Officially back, activated baby. today. Nice how they had just enough. Like, they must have picked the right day so that he could miss three games and they could still activate him without putting him on the IR. Mm. But either way, nice to see. It is, it's very interesting now looking forward with MVS obviously emerging in the last couple weeks. But not only that, but Tyler Irvin, who got hurt. I wonder what it's going to be like with 
Adams, Lazard, MVS, because MVS might start taking some of these. That motion, the yeah, motion snaps. which he did interesting. take early on, and now with Irvin out, it'll be interesting to see what, what happens the there. the injury for Irvin? Uh, I forgot. Oof. Was it knee, I hope ankle? It's not wrist again. Oh, it's a ooh. I, I don't know. It, it didn't seem anything injuries. too bad, but they might throw him on the IR for three weeks. Moving forward, uh, for pass catchers, Robert Tanyan. Papito. Tanyan. Tanyan. Robert Tanyan. Adrian Amos. Okay. Robert Tanyan. <laughs> three, three receptions, 33 yards. He had the 23-yard uh, catch on the third down, which was huge. Ho-hum. Could have had a much bigger game if Rodgers would have hit him a yep. couple times. But I don't know. Hopefully going forward. Jace, Jace Sternberger would nice be nice to see him, too. His snap count seems to be going down, or he's getting think, a little uh, less involved. I saw a tweet from Ben Fennell that uh, he said something like, Jace Sternberger is like playing himself off the field because yeah. he's been pretty brutal in the blocking game. And, uh, I mean, yeah, that's that seems to be a big priority and, and requirement to be on the field as a tight end for the Green Bay Packers. So... Yeah, it, it makes sense that you know his his snaps have dwindled if he's struggling that bad. It's something else that I thought about too with John Lovett unfortunately going down tearing his ACL last week, I believe, and now we don't have a mm. fullback on the active roster. And Sternberger kind of took that role last year when Vitali went down, and he did pretty well. He was a pretty decent blocker. So to hear his blocking has been suspect, and on top of it, I, I wrote this down. So you know, Jace has has a couple touchdowns this year. You know, he had the big catch on fourth down. So we see him getting Rogers trust that way. So he, you know, he passed that test. A test that he did not pass this week mm. is we got called for that illegal formation, I believe, where Rodgers is trying to catch the guy, you know, the extra man oh, on the field. Yeah. Jace didn't get in place, so it was, you know, offsetting penalties instead of replay. I think he was saying, he, he said, like, get fucking set. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, so that's once again, he passed one and you failed pretty one bad One step here. forward, two so steps back. One of those things. Uh, looking to the running backs, Aaron Jones, kind of a mad game, 13 carries, 46 yards, average of 3.5. Yeah, the did. one nice long run mm-hmm. was put us in think put us in striking distance on that scoring drive yep and if he didn't have that one he would have had a really really bad average there didn't seem to be yeah. a ton up front but he did have five receptions for 49 yards he had a couple decent little you know screen pickups too i don't know what to say it's you know when a running back struggles sometimes you got to wonder is it the offensive line not getting holes i mean the jigs really look like they were playing pretty stout up front because there wasn't yeah. much because jamal williams uh moving on to him too he had eight rushes 30 yards 3.8 yards a carry, uh, three receptions, 25 yards. Not much on the ground. And your boy, Tyler Irvin, who got hurt, he had one attempt for no yards, and he had one reception for three yards. So I think we were all kind of expecting a bit more from him in a revenge game. Yeah. But he got he banged up, was. and we'll have to see what happens there. But yeah, not much from the run game. Hopefully more coming up, but it might be tough against Indianapolis, who has pretty good defense. The offensive line, one sack given up. Not sure what else you can say. Corey Lindsley gave up his first sack of the season. It was his fault. But other than that, I mean, run run blocking was a little suspect, but pass blocking, you you cannot complain when you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback and you have pretty much the best pass blocking offensive line unit in the league. Yeah, and I think honestly think that the one sack was probably more of a coverage sack anyways because I know yeah. he like pump faked on the play and, and was trying to find an open guy and there was just no one there and yeah, they eventually got to him. But yeah, well, I mean, what else can you what else can you ask from this offensive line unit, especially with the now highest paid left tackle mm-hmm. in the game, in the history, um, being back. It's it's good to have him back and definitely gonna need him next week. Yeah, and we'll we'll talk about that contract going forward too or later on in the episode. But yeah, and 
you know, for the game, Rodgers had the 36 dropbacks. He had just four pressures. So pretty good. You take that just about every single week. But yeah, that's it for the offense. I don't know. Not too much else to talk about. 24 points. Can't complain too much. Got the W just enough. But with that, we'll have a quick commercial break. Quick. Are you going inside a public building? Have you developed a double chin that you want to hide out in public? Have you finally decided to wear a mask after being the star in one too many public freakout videos? Sounds like you could use a homemade cloth mask. 26hats.com makes some of the best cloth masks around. Check out the website to see what styles are available. Each mask is handmade using hands to make them. There's no better way to represent the state of Wisconsin while also making yourself less contagious than wearing one of these masks. For custom koozies, book covers, and face coverings, visit 26hats.com today. All right, and we are back with the defense. Uh, I would say, I'm trying to, off the top of my head, probably the best performance they've had all year. The the Niners game doesn't count. Niners game is nothing. Yeah. This game, I mean, pretty much just giving up 13 points that, you know, return touchdown wasn't their fault. The ultimate bend, and, don't break, a couple penalties. And the fumble, you know, put the Jaguars already in field goal range. Yeah. So, yeah, I would probably agree. But, I mean, geez, like, that th- this Jags offense was, is probably comparable to that Niners one. So, I it's know. like, how can you really – Not much. How can you just throw out the Niners one if you're not going to throw out this one? <sighs> yeah. I it, the, Well, it's because these guys aren't as injured, I guess. But, yeah, it's still – I don't know what to think. It's watching that game. It's like I want to be mad at Mike Pettin. I want to be mad at him. But with the results, you really couldn't. You know, two two touchdowns did come off the board mm. due to penalties. True, but that their one touchdown. Oh, yeah, well, it was rush. three man rush. And but <laughs> it's funny because it's like, oh, you know, you want to have a three man rush so you can have more guys back in coverage. The guy who got scored on was Oren Burks. So it's like, do mm. we really want to like? Why yeah, don't might we as well just, just throw him? throw yeah throw a body at that yeah. Uh, I think I saw a tweet. I can't remember who, and I'm sorry if you're hearing this. And Unbelievable. It was, you. Um, it was something like it was, the Packers have done a three-man rush in the red zone, and I can't remember if it was oh. just on third down like seven or eight times. Yeah. And like on six of them ended in touchdowns, and then like one of them was an incomplete pass. Like throw it out of the playbook. And y- you probably saw too that there was a big third down or a big fourth down and they were lined up to only oh, rush three. I saw this on Twitter, And I'm yeah. pretty sure Matt LaFleur called a timeout <laughs> just to be like, hey, Mike, yeah. no, 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 no. We're sending four. And sure enough, they got off the field when they yep. sent four. I'm just, just, yeah, I'm kind of like you would think I would, I would think I would be reinvigorated after, you know, two solid performances, San Francisco and, and, mm-hmm. and the Jaguars, but. No, I just I I still have no confidence in Pedden. It's weird because I can't remember like anything happening really in the first half. Like plays, you know, a a, a game like this from the defense where they only allow thirteen points. You would think, oh wow, there must be a lot of good stops, and there really isn't too much. Yeah. It's pretty much the pass rush coming alive at the end, which we talked about earlier. And Amos Amos had a nice pick uh, before the second half was over, yep. but again, it was kind of. The Jaguars tight end kind of just slipped and it was, you know, yeah. right in the basket, which I honestly think that even if he didn't slip, like it looked like a pretty bad throw and Amos would have yeah. either broken it up or picked it regardless. But yeah, um, 
I don't trust Patton. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. It's one of those things too. It's like individual performances, nothing that, nothing that great. But overall, as a whole, you cannot complain because the bend don't break is back at least against shitty rookie quarterbacks. Yep. That's what always seems to happen. Uh, top p- performers once again. Jake Morley tweeted this out on defense. Number one was Darius, eighty four point eight. Adrian Amos mm. was number two, eighty three. Rashawn Gary was third, mm. seventy nine. Kenny Clark, seventy nine. Five Preston Smith, seventy two, which is above average still. And just seeing those names is good because those are the key players the of core. your defense, yep. especially with Jair and Kevin King being out. Those are the names At you want to see. Level up top. Too. I mean, you'd like to see, you know, Kirksey or or Kamal in there somewhere. But yep. yeah, to have, you know, Zadarius, Kenny, Amos, like all though the the two three very important positions on the defense, it's yeah, it's great to see. Yeah, starting at corner, uh, you know, a couple kind of fresher faces. Kadar Holman had the most snaps I think Big he's test. ever had in his Big career. Big test for the Packers' depth, really, with yeah. having the, the the top two out. And all things considered, you, you pretty you good. Like the takeaway, yeah, it's pretty pretty good. Great time for it too. I mean, if you're gonna have to test it out against the Jags and Lutton, it's like very true. Thank you, but and uh, DJ Chark though, he's he's no slouch. Slouch. That's true. Yeah, they have a couple decent receivers, but you know, nothing too crazy. Uh, but yeah, Kadar Holman is first his first real game getting starter snaps kind of. Overall, he's been pretty good. He's a pretty good uh, pass covering corner. Uh, QBs are completing just forty six percent of passes when targeting him. Also, Pro Football Focus, he's the eighteenth ranked tackler out of one hundred ninety two qualifying quarterbacks. That's from Book of Eli on Twitter. Ooh. But overall, I mean, good pass. You know, good at pass coverage, good tackling. That's what you want from a corner. Obviously, limited snaps, but a good first start for him. Also, Shannon Sullivan had kind of an up and down game. He had that one penalty call on him, which oh, did they pick that I up? I actually forgot about that. That was so bad. I mean, that was so bad. I thought it should have been defensive holding actually, because he was pretty grabby at first, which is weird when you know you have Josh Jackson out there. Maybe we'll just talk about him. Josh Jackson still having. I'm waiting for the you know midnight to strike for him to turn into this terrible coverage guy, but he's been very solid as of late. A very very welcome surprise, which. Looking forward, like we will later with the cap situation, you like seeing that shit. Yeah, still, still kind of grabby though. Still, very still, grabby. Which I mean, I'm never going to complain about you know someone being too physical, but yeah, it's it can be it can be worrisome at some very crucial moments. Yeah, I I mean, physicality out of your corner is good if it's tackling, but that kind of stuff, it's kind of I don't know. At the same time, you do wish Kevin King or other guys would be more physical at the line, but when it's grabby stuff. Nah. Yeah. yeah. Uh, moving on to safety, Adrian Amos. I don't know. Pretty solid game. He had the pick. Very no, solid game. No real complaints. Darnell showing up. Yeah, he's, d- he's a leader of that defense for sure. Yep. Quite, quite, uh, quite strength from him. Uh, Darnell Savage, solid game after having kind of a you know down year. I'd say no real mistakes. Nice Can't recovery remember. pass breakup on on one play. Yep. Um, lucky it was underthrown probably. Um, because, yeah, he never really turned around to make a play on the ball. He was just kind of in panic mode getting getting mm-hmm. to the receiver. But, yeah, made the play. And, again, yeah, like you said, nothing really jarring or big mistakes that stuck out. Which is what you want from your safety position. That's mm-hmm. why it's called a safety. Hey. Uh, inside linebacker, Kirksey, his first game back, showed up well enough. He seems like a pretty solid tackler, still kind of slow, but no glaring mistakes. I saw some people tweeting out that, you know they should he should get more penalties on him because he's pretty grabby in coverage. But hmm. overall, nothing too bad from him. But yeah, good to see him back and just please stay on the field. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes, true, but also as in like stay healthy. 
Very, very true. But Kamal Martin, once again, he only had 14, 16 snaps, I think. But he had a couple, you know, I th- he's probably making mistakes, too, that I'm missing. But he has those flash plays. Once again, he had one of those where he ran blitz right up the middle and just ran over the running back. I think Lutton still ended up getting the pass off. But Martin is just, he is a freak. He, mm. is, he brings that tenacity from the inside linebacker position that... I really don't think we've had since Desmond Bishop. Mm, so wow. we'll have to see how, what that turns into. Hopefully he can keep stacking success like LaFleur always says because having a competent player in the middle of the field for this defense would be great because we just never, ever. One, ever let alone it. two, if, yeah, Kirksey can, see, can keep improving. And Barnes, he was inactive, right? Yes. And, yeah, if he can get back healthy and, God, it'd be nice to have some depth the inside linebacker position i think i think we do we are probably deeper inside linebacker right now than we have been for i don't know quite quite a a long time no you know where you feel where you feel okay with you know those guys out there but like exactly jake ryan's of of the time or it's just like uh. yeah (laughs) yeah exactly moving on to outside linebacker uh position group that hasn't fared very well this year Huge bounce back game or more so a bounce back series, I guess. Mm. Like we said, the last drive, I mean, it was Gary with the sack, then Preston or Gary with the sack, and then all of them just made Lutton's life hell on that fourth down play. This is from Zach Cruz, who tweeted this out. Packers had a 20 total pressures on Sunday per pro football focus. Jake Lutton was under pressure on 13 of 38 dropbacks. When under pressure, Lutton was one for 10 for seven yards and an INT. So once again... We do make fun of Mike Pettin for being bad at his job, but the one thing he <laughs> preaches is QB pressures instead of sacks, and it's showing right there. Maybe you know not a ton of sacks, but pressure is creating inefficiencies for the offense. Right. So I mean, yes, QB pressures greater than sacks, but you would think there would be more of an emphasis on getting those pressures than instead of <laughs> rushing three. Yeah. Like well, I just. And don't I'm pretty sure they're like bottom five, we in in blitz rate, which just seems. I think five or six games into the year, I looked it up and we were in the bottom third. I don't think we were back back, but we yeah. I mean, especially I, having I, cover corners like Jair and Kevin, like you would think you'd feel a little more safe putting those guys on an island and mm-hmm. and and blitzing, but. It, well, I, I don't know. I it's don't kind know. of what a back and forth because I don't think we we did blitz a little bit more last year, but not too much. You know, we really do make our bread and butter, at least last year, off of the Smith brothers and Kenny Clark. Rush, right. And we haven't had that exactly this year. So hopefully it can continue. Uh, sticking with that, the outside linebacker still. Rashawn Gary had seven pressures. Z had five. Preston had four. Z also had the uh, sack early, early on. And watching the replay and watching it live. It's funny because you see him go to the ground and starts to crawl, and he's looking for like people to join in on the celebration. <laughs> yeah. And you can see Preston like running, like sees him, and he's still like, "No, we got to get off it's the field." Fourth down, come on. Yeah, <laughs> hey, we don't want a delay of game here. Yeah, so. Rashawn really seemed to come alive in the second half, um, but like in the first half, I don't know. It seems like like you know he'll the ball will be snapped. He'll get off the ball and like he runs up and just kind of like. Da, 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 da. And just like does a little like little dance and he's like trying to like juke the yeah. offensive lineman almost. But on the biggest plays of honestly, arguably the biggest plays of his career so far, like back to back like that, you can oh. see he gets off the ball and just rams right into the tackle and like drives him back. And I just think he needs to put a, a, a bigger focus and bigger emphasis on just exploding towards the lineman instead of just, you know, getting off the line and 
bah, 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 bah. He's dance, got, dance, dance. He's it's, got these weird, like, like choppy feet. Yeah. Everyone talks about how athletic he is, and I, you know, I, I would admit, yes, he is an athlete. Fine, he's more athletic than me. But the way he like <laughs> chops his feet, and I know he's like his three cone drill and everything, like his agility is so high, it just looks kind of blocky at times. Mm. But I guess we shouldn't complain because this was the best game of his career. Uh, moving on to the defensive line. Not too much to say. Kenny Clark had a couple flash plays. He sniffed out that screen, that screen really well. That was a huge, huge play because, I mean, the screens have been gashing the Packers' defense all year. All and, decade. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and that sniffing that out like that was, was gorgeous. And I think it was third down if I... It was an important play. It was either second and long or third down, and yeah, it was huge. Yeah, he also had a good uh, run breakup, too, behind the line where he just looked violent, which we haven't seen from the defensive line too much. Uh, Dean Lowry, I know he graded out low for run for on the run defense, which is, once again, we're questioning why, you know, he's more than anyone else on the team. I mean, his contract, not like it's outrageous, but just for the player he is, it's kind of bleh. Questionable, yep. Uh, Montrevious Adams, he's kind of disappeared the last couple of weeks after having kind of a uptick before that. And Tyler Lancaster is just a guy. So and Kiki, Kiki, you mentioned him. Kiki, yeah, he didn't. I mean, he didn't show up. I didn't. I didn't see. Didn't hear his number called a lot or, or see him. I don't even. How many snaps did he have? He I didn't. I don't know. I did see him late in the game. He was getting more snaps. You know, in the passing situations, lining up next to Gary. But I don't know. I guess we'd like to see his name called more, or at least more pressure Especially from him. Yeah, he's he's. He's been coming on as of late and seems to be in your in the top five grades yeah. weekend. He's been in the top five grades for a few weeks, but yeah, it's kind of weird to disappear like that, especially when the run game was as good as it was looking as good as yes. it was for the Jags. So. Very true. Very true. Uh, moving on. Last part here. We'll touch on special teams just because of how bad it was. We talked about the return, Oof. but man, the returns before that too, we talked about it all. I mean, one, we said the defense was put in bad spots because of like the fumble and Rogers pick, but the punting was so terrible. Yep. Pretty much all game from J.K. Scott. The return units were bad too. I mean, Tyler Irvin got hurt, but he kind of misjudged a couple of those punts too. And when Josh Jackson came in, I mean, he messed up the one where it got all the way down to the two-yard line. It's, yep. it's not the best from Sean Menenga's group, our special teams coordinator, kind of an up-and-down year last year too, really down at the beginning, and this year's been kind of meh if nothing else the penalties have been low mm. but you got to at least cover and shoot at lambeau field jk's got to figure it out in the coverage units should probably spread out a little bit on yeah. on, on and, coverage uh, stick stick to your lane um but yeah i i can't it's just jk is just so weird man like he's so <laughs> he does, streaky he does look weird he's yeah. so streaky like he'll <laughs> he'll he'll bomb seven punts in a row that are just gorgeous and then he'll bomb seven in a row that are just horrible it's very weird it's weird too because i i would almost guarantee in fact i will guarantee without Ooh. looking his spreads at lambo are worse than they are away you know that's in domes, he's true. been better even outdoor in warmer climates he's been a little bit better too i i don't know what it is probably true he's got all the talent but we'll just have to wait and see but yeah i mean overall once again can't complain defense only gave up the 13 points i feel a little bit better but We'll have a real test next week. Still with, hold my with breath with, with a veteran quarterback and uh-huh. a guy who can, you know, identify, can read defenses pre-snap. <laughs> and, and, well, it's it's and just funny because it's like, all right, we did pretty well against this quarterback who doesn't know how to read. <laughs> <laughs> next week, though, we got to go against a quarterback who knows who's, how to read. Who's literate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's, that is, yeah, Mike Pettin's defense. But 
With that, we'll move on and talk about David Bakhtiari's contract. Woo! All right, so David Bakhtiari, I'm sure everyone's seen now, he signed a contract extension actually Saturday night. I think a lot of people saw his tweet where he kind of had like a wink emoji. No, it was like a... It was like a... Yeah, come on. It's not like a smirk, but like a... <laughs> ah. Like a... Like a yeah, like like the, the perfect for a podcast. The, yeah. <laughs> the the smile you make after you eat a nice full meal, and you're like <laughs> you're fully satisfied. And you got a full tummy, and you're just like happy. You well, know? there you go. That's well, the smile you make. He was full. A four year, one hundred and five point five million dollar deal mm. uh, comes to about twenty three point five per year. He is now officially the highest paid offensive lineman in NFL history, which is pretty good. Once again. We talk. People talk a lot of shit about Ted Thompson. Found Ooh. David Bakhtiari in the fourth round. He's he could be you know a Hall of Fame left tackle at this point. Not a lot of complaints. What were you gonna say? I we I just realized we all get to point and laugh at you now. Why? Because you tried to be all cute and contrarian, and Ooh, I don't think they're gonna resign Buck, well, and I don't think they should. Well, it's point and laugh, everyone. Point and laugh. I I, <laughs> I was never I was never certain of anything. It's just kind of it's interesting because the Packers usually don't give these types of deals. You know, third deals to offensive linemen especially someone who's you know he's going to he's either 30 now or he'll turn 30 this year so it's a little interesting and that's the thing with the left tackle position though and it, it seems to age really well i mean you look across the league like peter i mean peters has fallen off a cliff this year <laughs> so it's yeah. kind of tough but i mean he's 37 years old and he's well, been elite for the last seven years uh whitworth who's dead now too well okay again falling off a cliff but again he's yes. 36 37 yeah. so we have this contract. he might even be 38 joe thomas when did he hang it up he was he was a he was stud in, he wasn't too old but i mean i, I know I, what he could have kept playing i think he he it was a like it wasn't a matter of he couldn't get a job it was a matter of he just didn't want to play anymore but and bakhtiari is more of a finesse type player so you would think his mm. game will you know progress in time to or at least stay the same but it's still so much damn money i tweeted from the account too so if you put an offensive if you put an offensive line together of Billy Turner, Rick Wagner, Lucas Patrick, Elton Jenkins, and Corey Lindsley, it's only three million more per year than what you're just paying David Bakhtiari. If you put together an offensive line swapped out Runyon or swapped out Corey Lindsley, put in Runyon and Lucas Patrick at center, you literally have an entire offensive line which would be cheaper <laughs> than what you're paying David Bakhtiari. But so it's, to something, to, it's that, something to think about. To counter that, none of those players are even eh, three-fourths as good as Bakhtiari. 100%. But at the same time, you looked at the last few weeks when he was out and the offensive line was still performing well. Not, you know, a little bit of devil's advocate, but at the same time, besides besides quarterback, left tackle is the most important yep. position. Because, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, Especially with the Homer, with the Rogers Homer, I am like you never have to worry about that blindside hit, which is the scariest hit a yeah. quarterback can can get hit by. And yeah, very true, bad sentence structure. But yeah, I just I I think he's worth every penny, and um, you know Rogers is super jazzed about it too. So mm-hmm. I'm a blind follower, so I'm super jazzed about it too. And we'll get into this a bit because it was a little bit of surprise for me. I'm. You know, usually it kind of pops up, or they don't. Brian Gutenkunst talked on Sunday as well after the game, and Very it is rare. it is hilarious because, <laughs> of course, so he talks after they signed David Bakhtiari to a long term deal, but also after MVS has had 
these couple games together when, you know, two weeks ago, if he would have had a press conference, he would have been ripped to shreds yeah. or something. Two weeks later, it's a lot easier. A little, little different. A little different, but I want to play this clip here because I thought what he said was revealing and pretty interesting. Well, I think obviously we have some players that uh, that are coming up that we'd certainly like to, to re-sign if we can. You know, there's going to be, I think this year is going to be unique free agents class only because a lot of teams are going to be trying to get under the number on whatever that comes out to be the players that might be on the on the available to us during the march period may may be a little bit different than it has been in the past and we want to have some flexibility that to do those things if we can so i found that and people have talked about it since then i think zach cruz brought it up too on twitter watching it live i was thinking the same thing because it's He's actively talking about how next offseason is going to be strange because of COVID and the cap changing. Kyle, uh, just for shits and gigs, what what do you think the Packers' cap situation is in 2021? Like, how much cap space do the Packers have? Um, I, I mean, after signing Bach and... Who else did they just sign? Um, I, I forgot, but... I don't know, like, let's say $24 million. Okay, $24 million. Good guess. Kyle, currently the Green Bay Packers are, I believe, $4 million over the oh. cap for 2021. <laughs> Whoops. So that's what I'm getting at. Oh, wait, because I forgot, like, well, a lot of the deals are very cuttable, right? Like, well, like Preston. So we'll, we'll get into it. For one thing, the cap is going to drop over $25 million. Oh, so no. it's going to be less than this year. Every other year, it's only gone up 5 to $10 million, I believe. But yeah, it's it's going to be, and that's what I was talking before about David Bakhtiari, if that's the way that Goody would want to go is, you know, maybe having to let him walk because he costs so much money. Let Goody walk? Let, let Bakhtiari walk, sorry. <laughs> but in looking... F- you know, this next year too. I am all- not going to resign myself. <laughs> that would be a very weird move from a <laughs> from a GM. But so players who are in their contract year right now, at least these are the ones that matter the most. Obviously, Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones, Corey Lindsley, Kevin King. But then we also have Lane Taylor, Big Dog. Uh, we said Kevin King, Tyler Irvin, Montrevious Adams, Will Redmond, Shandon Sullivan, Alan Lazard, Tim Boyle. These are all guys, and right now we're already over the cap. So if you're looking at it, we cannot keep any of these dudes. But didn't, I mean, oh, so like the Redmen, that was only a one-year deal? Well, it's because they were tendered, which That's is kind right. of deal. Yeah, so yeah. I believe it's they're up after this, unless there's another exclusive rights tender for it. I'm not uh, Ken Ingles, who obviously the, uh, the, cap guru. the cap guru and enemy of the podcast, because I believe what? he's on the Unknown Packers podcast. It's just... It's oh, no, no. It's a, he's, it's I a mean, joke. It's a If you say he's an enemy, he's a no. <laughs> oh, okay. He's an enemy. Officially an enemy now. But to your point, what you were getting at there, too, um, you know, if the Packers do cut... Preston Smith, Rick Wagner, Christian Kirksey, we would save $18 million mm. next year. So that would put us 14 under. That's quick math. On top of it, uh, Bill, Billy Turner, Adrian Amos would save another $10 million. I know Dean Lowry. Am- if, oh, I don't know about that. I'm just, throw, just throwing this out there. Dean Lowry, if we cut him, I think we save $3 million, but we'd have like $3 million in dead cap. Yeah, it's oof. a lot of... It's a lot of up and downs, and not only that, you got to look to 2022 as well, where contract years will be Devontae Adams, Jair Alexander, MBS, Lucas Patrick, uh, Kirksey, Josh Jackson, all these guys. So it's going to be an interesting offseason, and part of that, Russ, Russ Uglum tweeted this out, another enemy, because he had the Packers News podcast with um, 
with Gilbert Brown last year. I'm, I'm not sure, sure if they're still doing it. But he tweeted this out. I keep getting the feeling that Gutenkunst is being on a ma- is betting on a massive pool of veterans that won't cost anything in the spring. He's locking up his blue chippers that he thinks are going to fill the margin, and he thinks he's going to fill those margins with other guys, you know, mm. with that cap space. That's and interesting. When you do look at it, the guys who we have locked up long term are Aaron Rodgers, Bakhtiari. David Bakhtiari. Kenny Clark. Kenny Clark. And I mean those three names, those are the guys who we have extended. Now out it's time to, to get Devontae and then yep, like like kinda like that tweet says, let's just fill in the holes with savvy vets. So yeah, and hopefully that happens. He might be forced to. It'll be interesting to see what happens to the likes of Aaron Jones and Kevin King, who are probably gonna get the pay paid the most out of our free agents this year. But it could be a completely different looking roster. I mean, I've harped on it all along that Preston Smith, I I mean, I'm really starting to think this is going to be his last year with the Packers. I, yeah, sadly, I think so too. But once again, you got you know we got, we got to have this manage the sadness so that we can have the happiness of watching yep. Aaron Rodgers still every single. And week. I think yeah, very true. And I think uh, uh, a popular market inefficiency that's been found among the NFL is trading, you know, these day three picks, six seven rounds, yes. six se- six seventh round for you know proven vets like uh, I know the Patriots have done that a ton of times <laughs> in their run. Um, the Ravens. Mohamed Sanu was a great. Well, okay, yeah, that was I know, that was, a, I know, that was I know, not a day three pick. Um, <laughs> but like the Ravens, they did it with Calais Campbell. Like he he went for like a sixth rounder. Yeah. Um, but it, it more than anything, and getting what you're getting at here too is, I think this will free up, and maybe it's it'll be Brian's chance to make it right for the Packer fans. I'm not sure what's going to happen with Devin Funchess and MVS after this year. Obviously, there's still a lot to see with MVS. But a position that you do get seen kind of cut quite a bit with those massive contracts is wide receiver. Mm. And once again, you know, maybe this uh, this past offseason we were thinking, oh, shit, Brian's thinking way far ahead. You know, Jordan Love and all that. Now he pounces. But at the, yeah, because if you're, you know, obviously you see the likes of Justin Jefferson, who obviously we couldn't have had oh, some other things, rookie dude. wide receivers. He's so good. But he's so good. If there's some veteran wideouts out there that are good and you can plug and play, that's a lot better than getting a rookie anyways when you have, you know, 38 year 37 year old, 36 year old Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. So maybe look forward to that. It could be uh, you know, sad but exciting offseason. God is it, like it's what a I mean, Gutekunz he's got to just have one of the best jobs in the league right now. He's just in such a sweet spot to where his current team is really good and competitive, and yet his entire tenure, his entire legacy rests on Jordan Love, which you yeah. know, we're not going to know for three, four years. So he's in this you know, sweet spot of he should be able to be you know, aggressive and make moves to where he can stay competitive and, and get mm-hmm. better now while without mortgaging the future. And you know, he's kind of proven that with this past draft, this past trade deadline and yeah like i said it's just a real unique spot for him for any gm to be in and it's pretty lucky dude you're right and yeah you're right you're not wrong but at the same time it and it's what we've talked about his drafts haven't been the best mm-hmm. and who are the core players that we just talked about aaron Rodgers, david bakhtari kenny clark those are all well, ted now, thompson guys you now, know what i mean so now it's well it's elton. figuring out this yeah elton jenkins well Offensive lineman is what Goody seems to know because he did talk about that he was on the trip to uh, Boulder, Colorado to watch David Bakhtiari mm, on that team. Interesting. So I don't know. It's it's a it's a back and forth because I don't know. It's like you see the free agent moves and he's been savvy. You see the drafts and he has been much less savvy. So yeah, yeah. We'll see. Like, was J- Jair was that? 
His last was that Ted's last. Nope. Uh, That's Goody. That that was Goody. That, that was Goody's, Goody's first they, pick. Well, they they traded back for that, didn't they? Yeah, that they, was the Saints. They originally traded away their pick, and then they traded up to get Jair. Oh, yes. and people were pissed we didn't take Derwin, I remember. Yes, that's exactly what I was pissed. Yeah, I was pissed because we traded out, yeah, because I did want Derwin James too. But hey, Jair is pretty pretty fun. I mean, most of us, I think a lot of people like Josh Jackson more than Jair Alexander, which is pretty hilarious to look back yeah, at now. Yeah. But that is it for talking about David Bakhtiari and the cap <laughs> we'll now have is Kyle an idiot. Ooh. I'm not an idiot. Okay. You sure? Yes. All right. It is Kyle an idiot for the week. Kyle, oh my God. Wow. You're having a great year. You were uh, 21, 14, and 1. I am a genius. You are, wow, just running open. There's no way anything bad could happen. Right? That sounds eerie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Kyle, are you ready for your Is Kyle an Idiot question? Hold on, another stretch. Okay. <sighs> yes. All right. The last time we played the Jags, before this time, I called it the Sam Shields game because it was the mm. last game that he ever played for the Green Bay Packers. However, that was also the first game that this former Packer played us. Who was that former Packer? This was the first time this former Packer. So it's 2016. This first time. It was, right, can I it ask, was his second year with the Jags. Can I ask if it's offense or defense? Defense. Uh Devon House. Very good, yes. Kyle. Very good. Yeah. Oh, that was a. I think I can't remember how I felt about letting him walk, but I don't think I was too torn up about it. It was the right move. It's yeah. In retrospect, definitely revision revisionist history. I uh, honestly absolutely hate how much people get on the Green Bay Packers. I think yes. I've talked. I talked about it last year about Casey Hayward and Micah Hyde. Both of mm. these guys, nobody cared when we let Casey Hayward walk. Very few people cared when we, because we had, you know, we just had uh, Micah. I'm not so sure. I think people definitely cared. I, don't I think, did. I no, did. I, don't I think liked. So, I Mor- liked Hyde a lot. Morgan he did Bur- so much for the defense. Sure, absolutely. But we had fucking Dom Capers at the time. We had Morgan <laughs> Burnett, who was coming off his best year as a pro, True. and we had Haha Clinton Dix in his second year as budding. a pro, who yep. was looking good, and Micah Hyde, who mostly played corner for us or that hybrid role. He's played safety for Buffalo. It just wasn't going to happen. If we could have shipped one of those guys, knowing what we knew now, you know, it would have been the right move. And Casey Hayward, and no one cared. I, we had Demarius I, Randall and Quentin uh, Rollins and Sam Shields locked up. People still cared about Casey. I don't Barely, think that's no, fair. I don't such, think that's fair. No, nobody. Very. I cared. There is a huge difference. Like now. I wasn't losing sleep over it, but I definitely cared. Exactly. And now people are pretending like they've never slept. Yeah. Since that, last. See, now that sucks. That, I hate that part. That's what I mean. But yeah, Devon House. Just, if, if you can't even like be honest with yourself, like my God, like, exactly. Look in the mirror. You know uh, you can you can do this. Be honest. Be honest. Uh, but yeah, Devon House, I think, and he signed a pretty big deal with the Jags mm-hmm. too. He played it for two years, got cut, back. and then we re-signed him. Yep. And I don't know if you remember this too. It sucked because God, if it wasn't a work week, I wanted to do it too. He like he tweeted. He was like, "I'm in Minneapolis. Can someone drive me to Green Bay?" And a fan drove him to Green Bay, and he got, like, a tour of the Yo. locker room and shit. It was at, like, 3 a.m. But I'm like, damn, that would have been the coolest thing that ever. Been, 
beat it. I mean, it was Devon House, but still it was pretty, fucking pretty four, cool. Four and a half hours just chopping it up about football. That would, oh, what a dream. Or imagine if he's, he's like not talkative and then it's just like. It's just <laughs> silent. Like, hey, sorry, I didn't have the button that I don't want to have a conversation in this Uber. <laughs> <laughs> You're just driving for six hours all the way to oh, Green Bay. Brutal. But yeah, uh, very good, Kyle. One and no for the week. Thank you. Next question. Devontae Adams was taken in the second round. Who was the player taken in the first round the year Devontae was drafted? Ooh. 2014. Ooh, very good. It is 2014. Um, 2014. Um, it mo- I, think you, I think you mentioned him already. Demarius Randall? Ah, uh, no, Kyle. It is HaHa Clinton Dix. Damn, Damn I thought you were going to have it, too, because I did, we did just mention Damn HaHa it. as well. Yeah, no, it was HaHa and then Devontae. Randall was 15? Yeah, uh, the year, I believe Randall was the year before, actually, if I'm not mistaken. because no, it was because 13 was the tone, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, you might be right. I think you might be right, because it was Randall and, like, Quentin and... Damn it, it was HaHa. Wow. And Ty Montgomery, yeah. Dude, and that was, that was a draft where I was so pumped, because, like, I think we've talked about this before. I, like, I ne- I'm done with, like researching prospects for <laughs> yeah. first rounders because I never, you know, I'm nowhere near who they pick. But yep. that was a year where I was like, yo, this Clinton Dix dude is a stud. And Every- because, you know, he's Bama safety, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was I was super pumped about that. But yeah. damn. I remember that too. We were like, oh, there's no way he's going to fall. And then it's like Calvin Pryor went to the Jets and we were like, oh, shoot, dang, maybe we are going to get <laughs> And they both ended up being not very great players. Yeah. yeah. But uh, not so good, Kyle. One and one for the right. week. Okay, one more. This is... You're not going to like this question no, at all. No, no. There was a lot of talk this week about the energy that the team had. Rodgers even went out to mention that they need more of a game day atmosphere. He said he, you know, mm. he wants to roll out the barrel and the beer races. However, they do still play bang on the drum after touchdowns. Kyle, who sings that song? Todd Rundgren. Yeah. Yeah. God, I was hoping I could Dude. slip by you. Oh, my God. I literally listened to that song. At least, <laughs> at least ten times every game day. Like I'm not kidding. Like, yeah. If I'm, if, especially if I'm driving somewhere to like watch the game, it's just on repeat over and over. It just it gets my juices flowing like no other. It it is such a perfect song. I hope they never ever. I'll I'll be so sad if they ever change their There's touchdown no song. It's just it's yeah. so perfect. It's so good. Oh, other I love yeah. it so much. other teams have taken it too, but it is such you know you can't even view it as a song anymore. It's just a touchdown. Yeah, you know exactly. That, that's the only thing you think. Oh of. my! And, and then in the tailgate, I just I play it over. Yeah, and fuck. Over I should have thought over. of that too because you're obviously your brother I'm Victor. A, I'm really obsessed fucking obsessed with too. that song. Yeah. So shout yeah. out Vic. Okay, all right, my turn. <laughs> okay, Stump Spenny. This is uh, this but, is a good one. Oh, good. Um, so Rogers was on McAfee. This week, yep. as he is every week, every Tuesday. Which, by the way, I don't want to like disrespect our audience oh, or okay. myself, but like, if you're not listening, if you're not tuning into that every Tuesday or watching hey, it after the fact, you're you're wasting your time. Okay, stop. Because it's stop so pumping good. up other people's content. It's okay. so good. It's the he's a direct mis- competitor, and we're neck and he's neck right so now. He's so just like funny and smart it's like the perfect mix of like good football stuff and insight and then also like you know that's personal life stuff okay that's everything Anyways, we bring to so Kyle. good true but like it's Aaron <laughs> Rodgers though Shh, don't maybe they forgot that okay. okay so he mentioned this week he's excited for the Colts game for two reasons for mm-hmm. the challenge and second reason was Philip Rivers yep he says he's he just loves him as a competitor and he thinks he's 
you know, he's funny. He thinks it's impressive to be able to talk all that smack and not swear. Yep. Um, so with that all being said, how many kids does Philip Rivers have? <laughs> now, see, you don't like it when I ask other team questions to you. <laughs> Isn't it nine? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dude, the guy <laughs> loves sex. That's so good. Yeah. But like he good so Christian man. He must he must seem like a religious person. So I'm thinking like maybe he only has sex with the intention of having a kid. So maybe he's only like a nine time sex haver. That would wouldn't that be something? Because I mean he does he doesn't swear, dude. Who doesn't swear? Philip Rivers. Yeah, that's what <laughs> it's very weird to me. Hearing those two facts, it it's like okay, doesn't swear, has nine kids. Devout Christian, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> I mean, which is fine, which exactly. is absolutely fine. It's so true, but, though. You know, so I'm thinking, yeah, he only has sex if the goal is to have a kid. There you go. Any fans out there, if you have what any way we can get into the Zoom for the post game press conference next week with the Colts, Ooh. let us, you know, get in there, raise our hands, and then we can ask Philip Rivers that question. Yeah. Sure it would go over well, <laughs> but. <laughs> That is when you are entering your wife. Are you <laughs> how many times? Oh God, yeah, this is okay. Let's okay, <laughs> we should. I don't want to go any further. Uh, okay, that's it for is Kyle an idiot? All right, and we are back with the Colts preview. Ooh, it's we a were, big game. Yeah, we were playing the Indianapolis Colts, who are six and three on the year. We were playing it in Indianapolis, three twenty-five uh, on Fox, which sucks for us being in Minnesota. It shifted to like. The premier game, yeah. Buck and Troy will be on it. So it went from a game we can watch to a game we can't because the Vikings are playing at the same time. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Uh, but yeah, the Colts are pretty, pretty good team. I guess, um, I don't know, top 10 team in the league right on the cusp of it, I would say. Offense is fine, 14th in the league in points, 10th for passing yards, 20th for rushing yards per game. Uh, yeah, Philip Rivers. very competent running backs. Competent, not great, not as good. I would have thought Jonathan Taylor would be better Me than too. he has been. He's got a 3.8 average. Uh, Hines. He looked really good on Thursday. Looked really good. Uh, this past week, He on the season, he's only got an average of 3.7 yards a carry. Last week, he had 5.8. Uh, but yeah, Phillip Rivers, he's got 2,300 yards on the season. 11 touchdowns, uh, 7 picks. That's about as Philip Rivers as it gets. Yeah, but I mean, shoot, we had Philip Rivers last year, and he seemed to carve us apart yep. um, when he was still with the Chargers. Uh, not too much from the wide receiver position. They have a rookie Pittman, Michael Pittman from Ohio State, right? Sure. No, USC, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I Who's think the so. Ohio State? I might be thinking of Paris like, Campbell. Yeah, Paris yeah. Campbell. Yeah, we'll go with that. Who? No, it is. Okay. It is. Okay. Okay. Very, very stern. Okay. I believe you. Uh, they also have T.Y. Hilton, who, you know, has been a great receiver for them for years, but he's having a down year. He's only got 291 yards. Zach Pascal is their leading receiver, but not, you know, nothing really daunting on offense. The defense, however, is what the Colts are pretty much. Um, they're that front seven is very ferocious. Probably a, one of the best. Hmm. A top three, Ooh. top three inside linebacker and in Darius Leonard. That guy's a machine. Uh, they got DeForest Buckner this offseason from the Niners, who gave us all yeah. sorts of fits last year. Damn, I did, I, I didn't want to know that part. Now, yeah. now I feel less good. But yeah, the defense has been great. They are giving up the least amount of yards per game in the league. Jeez. Second least amount of passing yards per game and third least rushing yards. So a very well-rounded defense. 
Uh, Danico Autry, hopefully that's how you say his name. He's leading them in sacks with six. Uh, overall, they've gotten 21 sacks on the season. They've only allowed nine, and they have four defensive touchdowns. So it's a pretty mm. good unit. The offensive line, obviously, is good for them, too. So a pretty sound football team, which scares me a bit because, <laughs> you know, we... We can beat shitty teams and we can beat other finesse teams, but the hitch in the mouth type of teams is is the ones that have consistently given us problems. The yeah. past in the in the Matt Lafleur really for the past decade. Yes, it, exactly. It's one of those you know if the Colts were in the NFC, I I would probably fear the Colts just because once again veteran quarterback they can run the physical, ball physical mean defense more than anything. Yep. Yes, so. And the spread, I, I it's I, moved up and down. I do have it. I don't it, think the, I'm reading this the, right. The Packers are getting three points. Yeah, I mean the Colts are a six and three team. They're at home, so you know it's a difference of three points. They're pretty much saying the Colts and the Packers. At least Vegas are saying but that they're it, just as good. I think it opened as like Green Bay it, minus two, depending on the book. It did, but it then did I fluctuate. think I, I imagine after the performance on Thursday. You know, beating the tight a good Titans team, oh, exactly, and then the That's... and then the Packers struggling with a, a Jaguars team is probably you know why the line moves so so suddenly. But yeah, to I think this is maybe one of the biggest dogs they've been so far this year. Oh, um, for sure. I think there were three, maybe three point dogs against New Orleans, but other than that, uh, one of maybe three against the Bucks too. But yeah, this is a, a huge, huge test, and, and it'll be a good kind of measuring stick for yes. for where we're at still one of the few remaining you know tests we have so far last week you know before the titans game i felt a little bit better about it but i mean other than this yeah we have like it. the titans and the panthers are pretty much the next best teams we're Colts, going to play bears twice eagles are garbage lions not very good panthers struggling yeah so yeah basically well, who would have thought it. that the two afc south teams are are some of the biggest tests left on the schedule yeah Kinda weird and hey Titans, that'll be a big revenge game, too, for uh, Matt LaFleur. But, Kyle, you know, Packers were down a little bit this week. Colts are looking kind of good. What are you thinking for this week? What do you have for a score? Um, once again, this is no surprise to anyone who's who's been around a long time. Yeah. The Packers are not going to lose this game. Really? Okay. And I would never assume such a thing. So I'm going to go with 27 21 good guys wow the green bay packers yes okay the wow good guys okay yeah the g that's baby. why they're called the g men they have g's on their helmet they're no not the g no no no, no. Don't they have a g on their again. helmet because they're the good guys yay uh, see good i save. save i save good at the save. End. all right yeah all right well i'm a little afraid of this game i do not like the indianapolis Don't colts they do not dare. like a good defense a hitch in the mouth type defense a veteran quarterback i've said it many times now kyle <laughs> I wish you would talk more <laughs> like that this. inflection. Well, Kyle, don't, I, don't. I have the score being 28 to 27. The Green Bay Packers eke it yeah. out, which lets you know. So, you know, it's close enough of a score that if we do end up losing, I'll be like, hey, you know, I was I, I thought of it. No, yeah, don't well, you dare. Either way. Don't I, you bake in excuses like that. We'll either be really happy or it'll be... You know, uh, once again, a fire Mike Petten episode. Yeah. I think, next week. So yeah, we'll have to just watch for that. Hopefully, yeah, that it turns Mike's out episode was not the or was <laughs> not the first fire Mike Mike Petten episode, and it certainly won't <laughs> yes. be the last. Probably, probably not. It, it would be welcomed if it is though. Next week he's fired. I don't know how that would happen. Yep. But anyways, Kyle, your bold prediction, and I don't know if I've said this before this year, but our bold predictions 
It's a kind of out there, you know, kind of take guess for what's going to happen. And if one of us gets it right, we owe the other one a 12-pack of beer. Mm. So, Kyle, what is your bold prediction this week? Um, and also, I think we need to get away from picking the same guys. We keep picking the yeah. same guys. So that's why I just realized I'm, I'm going to contradict myself Uh-oh. with my bold prediction. Because for this to happen... We need to score more points than what I predicted. <laughs> okay, so okay. perfect. <laughs> I'm gonna do it anyways. So yep. I'm kind of just, you know, shooting darts all over. But Aaron Rodgers throws five touchdown passes. Ooh, okay, very bold. I like it. That is a welcome bold prediction. Prediction, Kyle. Thank I you. Enjoy hearing that. Thank you. And I don't. Yeah, I don't think I've ever surprisingly ever had Rodgers involved in a bold prediction. Well, it's you know, it's usually the Tyler Irvins, the big dots, the, the Stern kind of yeah, the don't, shot in the don't pick. many. Don't get many touches type players. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's not as fun to talk about, you know, the actual big dogs right. on offense. And going along with that, you know, I'm kind of, you know, thinking outside the box here. Irvin being out, Lazard being back. I am going to guess that there will be a rushing touchdown this week Ooh. from either a receiver or tight end. Ooh, okay. I like that yeah. a lot, actually. A little, little spicy. You I'm know. a big, okay, that is a, go- that is a good one. I like it. Thank you. Okay. Accepted. Approved. That was a stamp. Perfect. Yeah. My my bold prediction last week of Lazard getting two touchdowns actually did not happen because he <laughs> did not Whoops. play. Yeah. Really bad. But hey, with that, Kyle, your favorite part of the episode, if you could please leave a <laughs> five-star review. God, that's so weird. It's, it's weird how I have oh that God. tick that happens every time please. I get to this part. Yeah, if you could leave a five-star review on the podcast on iTunes or whatever else you're listening on. Once again, this is a independent podcast, so anything you do would help. Uh, if you leave a review, you know, write whatever you want. We'll read it on the podcast next week. We didn't get one this week. But Aww. if yeah, I know it's very sad. Usually we do. We've had a good year for them. But if you leave a review, we'll send you a free koozie with the logo on it. All you have to do is take a screenshot of your of your review, DM it to us on Twitter at PMP Pod. You could follow us there too if you want, or Hey-o. email it to us at pmppodcast at gmail.com and we will send you one free koozie absolutely free absolutely free <laughs> i don't know where i was going with that <laughs> you you looked at me after you said it the first time and i'm like what is he gonna say the same thing again okay and going forward i think we might have a much bigger giveaway so follow us Ooh, on twitter whoa and you know just follow bigger. and see what, what it is mean bigger uh, like maybe. bigger in in like size or bigger in like an animal scope or like bigger in like a dog mm, Ooh. like a live puppy how would well, you how would well, you mail that well i guess you'll just have to follow along and see, <laughs> see what it we'll is figure out the logistics you yeah. you don't worry about that you just worry about Leaving entering the, the giving way <laughs> yeah. the giveaway but wow kyle once again what an amazing episode oh, kyle, I had fun yeah, a lot of I laughs yeah, you should tell your friends to listen. I'll tell my friends to listen. Whoever's okay. listening, tell your friends and enemies to listen. Will do. No uh, no enemies. Eh, maybe enemies. Cool. If they're Packers fans. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. But with that, I don't have anything else. Kyle, do you have anything else this week? Big test. Big test. Mm-hmm. Like I said, this is a good. This is going to be a good measuring stick for, for where the Packers are at, especially the defense, yes. veteran quarterback. And yeah, and the offense. You know, if we get off schedule, we gotta keep keep it going. We let's need a hot start. Let's get the win. Let's, uh, let's move to eight and two and stay at the top seed. Get that home field adva- advantage. The only buy in the NFC playoffs. That good yuck. That good good. Mm-mm-mm. Get well, the win, baby. Kyle, with that, I don't have anything else. Do you? <sighs> I do not. All right. Well, tribe called quest. Please 
be nice to us. Don't pack go. Can I kick it? 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 Can I kick it to all the people who can quest like a tribe does? Before this, did you really know what I was? Comprehend to the track force. Why? Cause getting mentions on the tip of the vibe buzz. Rock and roll to the beat of the funk fuzz. Wipe your feet really good on the rhythm rug. If you feel the urge to freak, do the jitterbug. Come and spread your arms if you really need a hug. Afrocentric living is a big shrug. A life filled with, that's what I love. A lower plateau is what we're above. If you diss us, we won't even think of. We'll nip of the dog and give a big shove. This rhythm really fits like a snug glove. Like a box of positives, it's a plus love. As the trial flies high like a dove. Yeah. 